Yo and hello my friends. Welcome back once again. This is the sixth episode of the League of Fantasy Legends podcast. We're going to recap week four today, which was a super week. We're going to talk our game of the week. We're going to talk our players of the week. We're going to look at the top DFS lineups, see what we can learn from them, and we're going to end the day with our power rankings. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Hope you guys will check us out on Twitter. It's at LFLpod. Check out our YouTube as well. We'll post little clips of the podcast, a little more bite-sized segments if you're really only interested in a couple things. You can find that on our Twitter. That's usually the easiest way. You can join our DraftKings contest. They go live on Friday. You can find the links for those on my Twitter or in the description of this podcast. I had a bunch of fun watching the games. Love that we had an extra group of games. I was super disappointed that the game was canceled on Friday, or postponed rather. I was really looking forward to that FlyQuest and Evil Geniuses game. And then when it finally happened, boy was it a letdown. Especially for someone rooting for FlyQuest as hard as I was. I think there were a bunch of surprises this week, which is what makes watching these games so fun. I had a couple teams let me down. FlyQuest, you let me down. Evil Geniuses, you let me down by doing well. Team Liquid, you let me down by not scoring any points. Get Bjergsen off a zillion. But honestly, it was just a really fun week, despite how hard I got crushed in my DFS lineups. But next week will be a new week. So, let's go ahead and jump right into it. We'll go ahead and get started with our question of the day. Today's question. Who has been the biggest fantasy surprise? and the biggest fantasy disappointment for each position at the halfway point of the spring split. So as I looked at this question, I'm going to take into account what their average draft position was, what the expectations were for these players, in addition to how well they've performed. Starting in the top lane, the biggest surprise to me is Someday. And not so much that he's done well, because you expected him to do well, but just how well he's done. He's kind of gapping the league right now in points per game. He's three and a half points above second place. I know people drafted him to start, and and they were expecting him to be good, but I'm not sure anyone expected him to to be gapping everyone this much. Bwipo was obviously the the hands-down favorite for being the top-scoring player. There was a lot of hype around Summit as well. But right now, no one is really performing like Someday is from a fantasy perspective. In their losses, he's been strong. He hasn't really gotten taken out of a game yet. And in their wins, I mean, he's obviously been good. And so th- that type of consistency is why he's standing here at number one right now. An honorable mention for me has to go to Kumo. Obviously, they had a horrible week this week. But he was so good beforehand that he's been a great surprise. Someone who was probably not drafted to be a starter in really any leagues. My biggest disappointment in the top lane so far has to be Impact. He had a nice week this week, which brought him up to 5th in the rankings, but it's really a tier below the rest of the top players. He's over 6 points per game behind Someday in 1st. You drafted him as a starter. You drafted him to really help carry your team, and he hasn't done that by any stretch until this most recent week. So I think he's been the biggest disappointment, although I think that his arrow is definitely looking up. In the jungle, I have two that have been the biggest surprise, both Pride Stalker and Jose Deodo. 
They're sitting fourth and fifth in points per game right now, but neither of them were really expected to be starters for your team. Jose Deodo had been really, really good up until this week, just really playing team fights well, kind of keeping the team together. Pride Stalker has been really fun. Obviously, he had the huge Zed game a couple weeks ago. He's really on aggressive picks most of the time. And so I think they've both been really good, especially considering you weren't really drafting them to really start or take over your team. I think Jose Deodo's arrow is kind of pointing down right now. Unfortunately, FlyQuest had a really rough week. I think Pride Stalker is going to be good. I think they're going to continue to, to beat the worst teams in the league. And I think in games with good matchups, Pride Stalker is almost a must-own, especially in your DFS lineups. My, my biggest fantasy disappointment in the jungle so far has been River. I know River didn't have huge expectations. No one was expecting him to carry their team like you would maybe Closer or Santorin. But from a fantasy points per game perspective, he's in dead last right now. He hasn't been super involved. He has the fewest kills of any jungler right now. And the team as a whole has really been underperforming. And so I think River has been my biggest fantasy disappointment in the jungle. In the mid lane, the biggest surprise up before this week would have obviously been Takoi. But after what a rough week he had, the obvious answer is Fudge. Now I know you're thinking Fudge was supposed to be okay. But after the great week he had this week, he's actually 3 points per game clear of second place. He's been really, really solid. I know the team isn't asking a ton of him, but he's just been so consistent. He has the fewest deaths in the league outside of Bjergsen of any position. His team's on the uptick. I think he has huge upside because he's just going to do his job. Especially putting players, especially in the mid lane, on supportive champions isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially if they're being involved in a bunch of kills. And I think C9, and Fudge specifically, is going to be involved in a bunch of kills. That's why he's three points per game clear second place right now. And I'm not sure that I see him dropping off. You know, some other players might have some big games. You know, their top games might be higher, but he's so consistent that, man, Fudge, he's been great, and I think he'll continue to be great. The biggest disappointment, and I think this is an obvious one, has been Jojo Pion. Some people were calling him the best mid laner in the league. And you know, that might be true. Obviously, the team has been struggling. He's been on some some less aggressive picks. Obviously, the, the meta has kind of been Corky and Victor. Maybe that's not quite his style. But he's sitting at 8th in fantasy points per game. That puts him behind players like Palafox, Blue, Power of Evil, obviously Takoi. And so... That's obviously not what you're expecting from him. And he's just been disappointing. He will be better than 8th. He will not finish the season as the 8th highest scoring mid laner. But I'm not sure he makes it into that top tier there with, with Abadage and with Bjergsen. And so he's been the biggest disappointment. For ADC, I think the biggest surprise has been Berserker. You know, he sits in 4th place right now in points per game. But there's really only one point separating him in the top you know him so berserker fbi hansama and johnson right now are all kind of neck and neck berserker has the highest kda he has the fewest deaths among adcs and so i think he had modest expectations compared to the other top ad's coming into the season you know i don't think anyone expected him to outscore hansama or fbi or even really danny 
And so there are just some questions about him, but he's been super good. Jet had him as his mid-split MVP, and he's trending up. Like you just don't see how that's going to go wrong for the rest of the season. So he's been my biggest my biggest surprise. The biggest disappointment for me has been tactical. Realistically, you could put TSM players in the biggest disappointment of every position, considering they just haven't been good. They're sitting at the bottom of every category except for jungle speak i had a couple big games and, and rivers kind of struggled outside of that tsm's at the bottom of every position but tactical is three points per game clear of the second lowest the craziest thing is this version of tsm has really put all their eggs in his basket the game that they won and the game that they were ahead both were so focused on him he's had a couple real pop-off games but the lows have been so low, and there have been a lot of lows. And so he's been the worst ADC on a points-per-game basis so far. I don't see that changing. I'm not sure how you can start him. He's been the biggest disappointment for me. For the support role, biggest surprise, I kind of have two. Number one is Afromu. He's been really good. You know, you always think a player that's been around that long is going to fall off. And I know a lot of people were predicting that this year. But if you take this week out of the equation, he was number one before this week. He's been really good. He's still top three. He's leading FlyQuest. I think he's kind of the the catalyst behind their strong start, their strong team play in the mid and late games. So he's been a great surprise. The other big surprise has been Ayla filling in for Core JJ. I know a lot of people are expecting a huge downtick from that role for that team. Obviously with Core JJ being one of the best players really in the history of North American League of Legends. But Ayla performed really well in Core's absence. You know, obviously played seven games. He's sitting at second place in the league on a points per game basis. So he's been great. My biggest disappointment, and this is a kind of a cop out I know, but it's just been the lack of Core JJ. He's such a fun player. He's such a good fantasy player because he gets around the map and makes things happen. His Tom Kench game that he had in, in one of his two games coming back is just so fun to watch. He's just such a fun player. So my biggest disappointment is just that he hasn't been around. So I'm really excited for the second half of the split to see how strong he'll be. Next up, we'll look at our game of the week. I've got two honorable mentions this week. First one is Team Liquid versus Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians obviously be able to pull off the huge upset. That's a fun game to watch. Uh, I would recommend it if you've got the time. My second honorable mention is Golden Guardians versus Immortals on Sunday. That was another fun one, a back and forth, another comeback from Golden Guardians. Uh, just a team that's been really fun to watch so far this year. But my game of the week for this weekend was CLG versus Evil Geniuses on Sunday. If you missed it, it's a fun one. I'd, I'd go back and watch it if I were you. Featured a huge comeback. Featured Zeri and Yumi, which is obviously super broken. That combo's been let through three or four times. But this is the first time it really had a huge pop-off. Evil Geniuses took a nice lead. Uh, Impact's Trindamir got way ahead. I think he was 6-0 and by the time we got to the mid-game. Looked like Evil Geniuses was going to run over. Just run over the game. Then out of nowhere, Zeri Yumi hit their power spike. Zeri got the Trinity Force. Yumi buffing her up. She's bouncing over walls, throwing out all these skills. And just, there was nothing that evil geniuses could do. The lead was all on the Trindamir, and Trindamir was never touching that champion. 
It's a really fun game. It's a really infuriating game if you're an Evil Geniuses fan. I'm not, so I really kind of enjoyed it. But it's a really fun game. I recommend you go watch it. And it was especially fun if you ended up with Luger or Poom on your fantasy team. And if you were brave enough to do that, props to you. Next, we're going to look at some of our top and worst performers of the week and end up with our player of the week. The biggest duds of the week, the biggest one for me, and this one really cut deep, it was FBI. I put all my eggs in his basket this week. He was the MVP for me in my DFS leagues twice. If you listen to my latest episode, my lock of the week was that he would be the highest scoring player on the week. And this dude went out and put up 35, and then 3, and then 9. FBI, dude, what the... Man, it was just such a disappointment. 100 Thieves as a whole was a big disappointment, and so, what a dud. The next dud, all of FlyQuest. We talked last week how they were tops of their position at almost every roll, and they came out and got absolutely stomped three games in a row. I think Kumo put up a total of 10 points in my sleeper league over the three games. Just absolutely brutal. And then the last one. This one isn't so much on a fantasy perspective because he actually had a nice game on Sunday. But Fake God, oh, he had a tough week. He got solo killed in all three games. What Summit did to him just really wasn't nice. It wasn't fair. You know, he's kind of a dud this week. The top performers, obviously the, the player of the week from the LCS, it was Summit, 41, 45, 23, just kind of gapping everyone else in the top lane, just creating advantages and taking over the game. He had a huge week. Power of Evil also had a huge week, uh, 23, 34, and 69. This dude put up 69 in his game on Friday versus CLG. We talked about that game, how you're going to want the players on the team that wins, and unfortunately, I took CLG in that game. Because if you listened to me, but you liked Immortals, and you ended up with Power of Evil, oh, was that a nice score. I believe that's actually the highest score we've had all, all year. Danny had a nice week and a bounce-back week for Evil Geniuses. Very consistent, too. 35, 44, 37. Loser had a good week. His Friday was a little rough, but Saturday, Sunday ended with a 47 and a 43. Uh, was really strong in both of those wins. But looking at the scores, the player of the week this week was Fudge from C9. Had three just absolutely solid games. He had 33, 60, and 40. He put up a 60-burger in his game on Saturday against 100 Thieves. 14 assists, 6 kills, really just a strong all-around game. And so for that, he earns the League of Fantasy Legends podcast player of the week for week 4. Next, we're going to take a quick peek at the DFS lineups of the week. What lineups would have won you a bunch of money in your DFS contest this weekend? On Friday, the MVP of the week, obviously we already talked about it, Power of Evil. If he was your MVP, he would have given you 96.78 points. That's more than my entire lineup I put together on Saturday scored. In the top lane, best performer was Someday at 29, Xerxes in the jungle for 40, Abadage 41 for the mid lane, Wild Turtle, 45.3 for AD. Support, Destiny for 42. The total would have been 321 for the optimal lineup on Friday, so a pretty high-scoring week. Looking at Saturday, MVP would have been C9 Berserker, 72 when you give him the MVP bonus. 
For the top lane, it was Summit at 36. Jungle was Blabber at 43. Mid was Fudge at 53. AD was Loser at 47. Support, Poom at 32. And uh, the total there would have been 314. So another really high scoring week. On Sunday, the MVP... And if you got this, if you put this play in your MVP, I will literally give you $100. It was Poom, the support for CLG against Evil Geniuses at 67.86. Top scoring top winner was Summit with 38. Uh, in the jungle was River for Dignitas at 44. Uh, in the mid lane, Blue from Dignitas at 35. The AD was Loser again from CLG at 42. Support, Biofrost, 32, and the total there would have given you 284, so a little lower scoring week. Looking at these, what are some takeaways? Uh, I think my biggest takeaway is just how random some of these things are, and how you know some of the upset picks are the ones that really end up scoring really highly. When you look at Dignitas on Sunday, uh, taking the win against 100 Thieves, uh, you give you River and Blue on the team. Uh, CLG with Luger and Poom uh, ended up on the team both Saturday and Sunday. And so really just how unpredictable some of these DFS contests can be. Another takeaway I have here, when you look at the three days, not a single Team Liquid player made the list, despite a couple comfortable wins and a close loss. They're consistent, they're really good, uh, but I'm just not sure they're ever going to give you the really high individual scores that you're going to need to win these DFS contests. Another one is how often we see C9 on these lists. I've talked a lot on this podcast about how in the beginning of this split, they just weren't real great for fantasy. They weren't getting a lot of kills. Their point totals were pretty low. And through the first four games, Summit was in ninth in points per game. Well, guess what? We talked about how they needed to put him on champions that could have more of an impact. No more Malphite. And we saw what he could do on the on the Jace and on the Graves. He's now in second. C9, forget everything I've said about them. They're huge fantasy assets. The new coach, it seems like, is really going to have them playing a little bit more proactive. The games have been more bloody, and so I'm really excited to see what C9 can do. We're going to finish today, as always, by going over our power rankings, seeing who we think's good, who we think's bad, kind of looking forward to the second half of the split. Starting in 10th, this one's obvious, it's TSM. They're the worst team. When you look at their wins and the games that they've played well, it was all with the Smite top, the Enchanter top. That's not coming back. Uh, every time they've tried to play Standard, they've just not played well. There's been a lot of really ugly games. And so they're 10th. I don't think you can play any TSM players until further notice. In 9th, I have Team Dignitas. I think they're bad, and I think they're boring. You know, I was pretty excited about River at the beginning of the split, but I just don't think you can play any Dignitas players unless you're really in a pinch. Maybe if they're playing against TSM. Uh, I think their win against 100 Thieves was kind of a fluke. I'll talk about that when we reach 100 Thieves, but I just don't think they're great. I've got them in ninth. In 8th, I have CLG. Uh, they had a really promising week but I'm still not sure they're great. Uh, they beat TSM pretty handily, and then they beat Evil Geniuses, but that, that was in a game where Zeri was let through. That's not going to happen again. I don't think that champ's getting through anytime soon. And so I am up on them compared to the previous weeks, but I'm not going crazy with them. I have them at 8th. In 7th, I still have Immortals, uh, although I think I owe them an apology. 
I think I have a grudge against them. I ended up with Power of Evil on my fantasy team in my main sleeper league. And he was horrible. The whole team really was horrible that first week. And I just really thought they were bad. And ever since then, they've really turned it around. Uh, they're a couple of throws away from being 5-4 and four or 6-3. and three. Um, They've been good. Power of Evil's playing really well. His Oriana is, is really good. You can't mess with it. And so I have them at 7th, but I think they're really dangerous. In 6th, I have FlyQuest. Uh, this was my hardest team to place. Obviously, they had a horrendous week. I think they really kind of got shafted by that reschedule on Friday. I uh, had to play two games back-to-back on Saturday. Uh, getting stomped by evil geniuses and then having to turn around and play, you know, 10 minutes later. And then getting smacked again by Immortals. Uh, I think that was really unlucky for them. I think they'll be okay. I really hoped after last week that they would be one of the top-tier teams. But they're not. Um, there were really some weird mistakes this week. I think of Johnson getting caught out by the Volley Bear. Just kind of in plain sight. Like you knew exactly where they were going to be. And, you know, just walked right into them. It's just some weird things. So I don't think that stuff's going to happen again. I think they were kind of tilted this week. I still think they're sixth. I think their mid-late game is still good. Uh, but they're not the top tier that I'd hoped they were. In fifth place, I have Evil Geniuses. They had a great bounce back week. Uh, I wanted to be pretty low on them, but uh, obviously they performed really well this week. Their one poor draft decision of letting Zeri Yumi through away from having a 3-0 week. And so they definitely still have weaknesses. I'm still not totally sold on them, especially their solo laners, and especially their solo laners in fantasy. Uh, I've talked about it a lot, but they just haven't been real good. And so I'm, I'm going to hold out on them fantasy-wise, but they'll be okay. I have them in fifth. In fourth, I have Golden Guardians. I think they've been the biggest surprise so far this split after FlyQuest fell off last week. They're just so fun. I love watching this team. Their bot lane has been really good. Obviously, Ablaze Olive had that insane play this week on the rise. Uh, their win against Team Liquid was, was really exciting. It was a huge win for them. Uh, Pride Stalker has been really fun. I just beg of their coaches. Please don't put them on Udyr again. Just give them Hecarim or, or anything that can have a little more... Uh, a little more action than just running fast at someone. They are my favorite team to watch so far. I hope they can keep it up. I have them at fourth. In third, I still have 100 Thieves, but I do not know what to say about this week. What a strange... So many weird plays that just don't make sense that I don't think will continue to happen to them. I think they'll turn it around. I know I've already said that a couple times this year, and I might be too high in them still. But Someday has been really, really good this year. We talked about how he's been the top-scoring fantasy top laner. Their bot lane, we know, is good. We know they'll turn it around. Closer is good. Uh, Abadage, I worry about a little bit. If you guys watched the game uh, that they lost against Dignitas on Sunday, he just had such weird positioning. He just kind of walked up and got solo killed by Blue's Victor. In just kind of the most peculiar play I've seen. They had a dragon fight where he's like totally separated from his team trying to poke and got caught out. He got caught out again that kind of ended the game uh, just farming a jungle camp. Like it just didn't make any sense. So I'm not sure what's going on with 100 Thieves. I hope they can turn it around and I think they will. And that's why I have them at third. The top two teams are in a class of their own. I have number two as Team Liquid. I think they're obviously top two. I think anyone who's not putting them top two is trolling. But 
they just have shown a couple weaknesses in their team fighting. I don't have a lot to say. Their wins have been really clean. Uh, they've been okay for fantasy. For your season-long leagues, they're going to be good because they're so consistent. But they've just, you know, they're just clean. They're just good. But I'm just not sure they've shown the potential that C9 has, which is why I have Team Liquid at 2 and C9 at number 1. I think this week they showed that they're a top team. It was a big week for them, coming off a tough week after LS was fired right before their game. And so I'm totally willing to write off that week as being a tough emotional week for the team. When looking at their team, Berserker and Summit are just so good. Obviously Summit really showed off this week. Blabber is obviously a former MVP. Fudge is doing his job. And so they just seem like talent-wise, it's going to be really hard for other teams to keep up with them. I think they have a huge second half of the split. Looking at their losses, obviously they lost to CLG with the news coming about LS right before. I'm totally willing to write that off. In their game against Team Liquid, even that draft, which was kind of funky, had which had Blabber on Karthus, and even yet they were still way ahead until they kind of threw it in that Baron fight. And so this, you know, I think C9's just a, a flip here from being nine and zero. I think they're the best team. And I'm, despite what I've said in previous episodes, I think they're huge. They're all rising. I think they're all going to be huge fantasy assets. And that is all we have for today's episode. Thanks so much for looking back at the week four super week with us. If you get a chance, hop on Twitter, check out our Twitter. It's at LFLpod. I'm always posting my thoughts, posting my reactions. Recently found a new site where you can bet on over under for kills. It's called Prize Picks. I'll be putting my favorite choices there on Twitter as well. You can catch our clips on YouTube. You can find that link in the description, or you can find it on my Twitter. Join our DraftKings game. It's free to play. We just compete against each other. Shout out to last week's winner. It was shocking. He took me down, so congratulations to him. And that's all we got for today. If you guys like talking League of Legends, if you're liking the show, best thing you could do for us is just drop us a like, drop us a follow on Twitter, follow us on your favorite podcast apps. We really appreciate that. And so thanks again so much for listening, guys. I appreciate it so much. This is Piston's Wish signing off. Peace out.